When I was about eight years old, as most kids that age, I felt invincible. Nothing seemed to scare me. And you know, it really bothered my mom that I never seemed to be cautious or concerned about my own well-being. I was always pushing myself to keep up with my older brother and his friends. So one day we were riding our bikes on a new bike course that we had made in the woods. We had cut it out of the woods near our home. And there were these valleys on this course we had made, and there was this one great big hill. It just looked enormous to me. And my brothers and his friends had no problem. He was five five years older than me. He had no problem going through the valley and then going up that hill and right up to the very top. So it was my turn, and in my invincibility, squarely on my shoulders, I raced through that valley, confident I would make it up to the top of the hill, and I got right up to the very crest, and I ran out of gas. Momentum was lost, and I started rolling backwards, and I'm rolling backwards, riding my bike backwards down the hill at this point, and this is flashing through my mind that something bad is about to happen. I stuck my arm out, catch myself in my arm and it broke. I broke my arm and as a consequence that whole summer I couldn't ride my bike like I had hoped to do. I know looking back now that this was actually the beginning of a conversion within me that I'm not invincible, that I'm not indestructible, I have limitations. And my mother's prayers were answered to that point. And as a part of my ministry as a deacon, I visit people in the hospital, and oftentimes I see that same look in their eyes. Those who are suffering something that was unexpected for them. And they have this look of vulnerability. They suddenly realize they are not invincible. And they're faced with the questions, do I really believe that God is present? Do I really believe that I have a chance of life after death? Maybe somebody in your family, in your group of friends, maybe this week, is suffering from something that is causing them that anxiety. How do you, how do you present yourself to them in that moment? That question. The second week of Advent, St. John the Baptist reminds us in Matthew's Gospel that we have limitations and that we need to be aware of them. And if we're humble enough, we must concede then that someone greater than ourselves is in control of our life. One mightier than I is coming after me, John the Baptist says. I'm not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. John the Baptist is a voice in the wilderness telling us that it is Jesus Christ who will lead us to a place without limitations. A place where we are invincible. Invincible to death and its power over us. Christ shows us the way to that salvation and it begins with our baptism. It begins with our baptism. This is the first step we make on the path towards salvation. But like my brother and I, as we cut that path in the woods, the course that you will likely tread upon will have valleys. 
and we'll have hills. And sometimes we get stuck in those valleys, and sometimes those hills just seem insurmountable, and we lose momentum. You know, the story of my childhood accident reminds me, at times I, as I look at my own family, that what we perceive to be limitations or difficulties, they may actually be blessings that temper our awareness, showing our need for God in our lives. How often we look to ourselves to come up with answers, especially as a guy. I'm always looking for the answer. And then I have to remind myself, that may not be my role at this moment. We have to work to understand our limitations and turn our needs to God. I lost a good friend some time ago who was a colleague of mine at work. And he and I used to talk about our faith. He was a great debater. and He always debated me on these Catholic tenets. And I just presumed he was a practicing Catholic. It wasn't until close to his death that I found out how much he really was lost as to his faith having been disheartened with his Catholic upbringing. He died after a long fight with cancer, but before he died, he began to realize his limitations when after being in remission for some time, suddenly the cancer came back. And the doctor said, it's untreatable. So he's faced with that moment of clarity that who's in control? And what do I need to do to change my perspective? So I would visit him and I would share that. Let me come and I want to pray with you. And say, no, no, no. But then I'd ask again. God kept giving opportunity. And finally, the week before his death, he said, yes, come pray with me. And so I went and I prayed with him. And his children were watching this. This dad who was invincible to them who was so self-assured, was praying with me with such humility. And those children were changed by the witness that their dad gave, that he recognized he was not in control, but he had hope in the prayer that we prayed together as a family. Last week we heard Christ say in the gospel, Stay awake! You do not know when the time will come. And Advent is a time to be aware, to refocus our lives, understanding that our lives can pass in a moment. Things can change dramatically in a moment, like my friends did. We are not invincible. But today we are given the opportunity to hear that voice in the wilderness call us, Prepare. Prepare. Make straight your paths. We're encouraged to trust in the hope of salvation and let God fill us with grace to make it through those valleys, those valleys where we get stuck. It's through grace that we're able to move forward beyond them. And over those hills of our lives that, again, seem insurmountable, it is through the reception of the sacraments we gain grace to move forward in what otherwise might seem impossible. And yes, we may fall, like I did on that bike. But when we fall, the mercy of God is poured out to us through the sacraments to regain our footing and to continue on towards His promise of salvation. 
This is a time of the liturgical year that we have great joys as we spend time with family. And last week for me, to spend time with all of my family at Thanksgiving, to be beyond to a degree of COVID's presence was so refreshing. And yet we also recognize that this time of year is a time that some of us may find painful. We may find the reflection on the loss in our family and find this season to be painful. But we're not alone. We're gathered here at this Mass as family to pray for one another, to pray for those who are going to be suffering this season, and to give thanks for what we have as family. And know this, though, that Christ is vulnerable to us by his coming to us as an infant. He comes completely vulnerable into this world. And we are reminded of our own vulnerability. Prepare to receive him. Go to confession. We have confession before every Mass. Thanks be to God. Father is able to meet with you at every Mass. We have confession on Fridays. We have a penance service on December 22nd. Go to confession and just drop what you are carrying. Just set it before the cross of Christ and let it go. Make straight your path. The Blessed Sacrament. What a blessing we have here at Holy Redeemer. To have the Adoration Chapel. If you haven't been to the Adoration Chapel, why haven't you? Why haven't you been? It's a tremendous blessing for us to have this available to us. To go just be with the Lord. And you don't have to go and pray. You don't have to go and even talk. Certainly if you're inspired to do that, pray and talk with the Lord. But don't make it complicated. Just go and sit before the Blessed Sacrament and listen. Jesus wants to speak to you. And then when he speaks to you, maybe you'll be able to release some questions that suddenly give your heart enlightenment. Try to go out and serve those who are in need this season by helping at food banks. Going to the WHO, the Winter Hospitality Overflow. Helping with the cold weather clothing donations that are going on right now. Receive the graces that our faith offers us. You know, St. Paul describes for us in the second reading that we are people of hope. We're given strength and encouragement by the scriptures. Well, how do we show that? How do we witness that in the community of Vancouver? Do we believe what we read? Do we believe what we hear? And how does that transform us to be the people who witness discipleship following Christ? It's through our baptism, it's through our confirmation that we are given an awesome power to affect change for good in this world. We limit that. It is an awesome power for God. So today, this Advent, prepare the path in your life for the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. May we have eyes to see and ears to hear the community's needs this season and be bearers of God's hope in their lives.